song here we go little angels and airwaves in this morning afternoon whatever you want to call it the white I have no beverage to Saturday. Almost over with August. Yeah. Went, went too quick. Little Angels and Airwaves this morning. I got a story about them for a quick second. Today's podcast is actually uh, a, an interesting one. It's meant to talk about persistence. And what I mean by that is this. Years ago, it's probably 2019... I was in Boston, and I was going to see them in concert, and I had a handful of stuff, and what I had with me, I think I've told this story a thousand times, but I didn't know what to expect, and I got there, it was probably, I don't know, noon, maybe one o'clock in the afternoon, something like that, the show didn't start till seven, eight o'clock, so I got there early, I was the first one in line, but when I got there, I was prepared, and I had... A, a bag what was in that bag was merch and a CD and you know all these things that had to do with my band just on the off chance that I was going to meet somebody that I that knew the band that you know knew the singer knew whatever it was and you know I'm standing there all excited but it's it's actually very very hot and I'm starting to sweat and I'm like you know what I need to go get some water so I go to the pizza shop one then like one place over and the venue that I'm at is called the Paradise Rock Club. And so the place that I go over to is a pizza place that's been there forever and a day. I get inside, get a slice, and get some water. And I come outside. And as I'm coming outside, who's walking out of the Paradise but the lead singer of Angels and Airwaves, Mr. Tom DeLong? Now, if anyone knows who that is, he's also was the lead singer of Blink-182. And a huge part of a lot of people's childhoods. So, you know, for that to happen and for him to uh, sort of (laughs) indulge me and talk to me for a little bit meant more to me than everything. It was like, holy cow, I actually get to stand there and talk to him and give him the bag that I had for him. And he, uh, he took a picture with me and all this stuff. And I went and I had a great time during the show. And... All that's happening, and when I get inside, all these people move aside for me because they said that this guy has been in line for like seven hours and wants to go in and see the show. And so when I got in there, they moved aside so that I could get to the front row. And so, you know, one person that knows about persistence and that always is blowing my mind when it comes to videos, quality, and uh, everything that he does is is my guest, Mr. Michael LaPlante from LaPlante Arts. What's up, buddy? Welcome back. How's it going? It's been a while. Hey, man. How are you? Oh, you know. <laughs> What's popping? What's shaking? I see you hanging out with all these YouTubers. Talk to me. Oh, yeah. That was uh, that was pretty cool. So I, I don't know if you've ever uh, followed them before. I'm trying to remember the name of the band he used to be in. It was... Uh, uh, Earth Moans, I think it was called. Okay. Uh, yeah, he was in a band. Uh, then he left the band to make videos for YouTube because he always had interest in videography. He uh, had a, still has a freelance career, but he's focused more on YouTube recently. And it's kind of interesting, the YouTube community, that like a lot of friends and everything, they all like work on different YouTube channels and they have their own YouTube channels. They work on bigger people's YouTube channels. Right. Um, he, uh, he's worked with, uh, oh yeah, I, I guess I should say his name, Zach Mayfield. Yes. Uh, yeah. Cause you're talking about him, right? I was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he was, uh, I don't know, where do I start with this? 
he he has his own YouTube channel that I saw back when I was looking for camera upgrades. I was looking for, uh, you know, which camera to get. And one of the cameras I was looking into was the Fuji X-T4. Uh, and he did a few videos on it and uh, i i liked his personality right away i'm like this guy this guy's good he didn't have i think he has like twenty five thousand subscribers or something like that so not humongous but like a decent following as far as youtube goes and he also um has taken on the channel kinotika which was uh created by uh dave mays Mm. who hosts uh do you know who he is yeah i know who dave mays is yeah yeah so it's dave mays uh he also um dave mays uh, like hosts indie mogul which is a huge youtube channel right uh so dave mays made kinotika then i guess he hired zach to kind of like take over and uh host the show for him uh so he's also doing that so uh zach opened up like a discord channel to his subscribers and I hopped on there and got some chitty chats with him. He's over in Nashville, which is only about four hours away from me. And there was one day, uh, it was like right after he posted a video about like a photo walk where he went downtown Nashville with a camera. And that's when you do a bunch of street photography. You just like walk the streets and shoot people. (laughs) And (laughs) not actually uh, shoot them, but (laughs) yeah, you shoot them right in the face with your camera. Um, So he, I told him, I'm like, hey, if you're ever in Atlanta, you know, I'd love to do a photo walk with you. It'd be a good time. And he's like, well, actually, I'm going to Atlanta tomorrow to pick up a friend. Uh, and yeah, so it was just like, well, I'll be there because lately I've been uh, lacking a lot of work, which has been a little, a little stressful. Kind of came out of nowhere. We're just like all of a sudden just work dried up. And it's like, oh, oh okay. That's fun. Oh, no. uh, so that's been a little bit stressful. <laughs> so I've been trying to like patch that up. I was just like, no, I'm gonna gonna take a day uh, and go hang out with this guy, which was was a real good time. It was a real, real treat. A real uh, trick or treat. Yeah, it was a it was a he was a fun guy. He was good. a fun guy. Nice. And so, when you met up with with those guys, did you did you have any aspirations of like? maybe starting a little project with them or, or doing something besides the photo op or was that kind of your main goal was just to get acquainted? Yeah. I, I mean, I really just wanted to get acquainted and it was like actually the first time he's ever met up with someone like of his subscribers. Hmm. It's kind of like breaking ground and we just had like a bunch of conversations and it was a good time. He, like he was super down to earth. Cool. Um, but like I was, I was talking with him. I said, it, it's kind of funny. I would imagine being in your shoes. It's like, I kept teasing the whole time, like, you're, you know, you're this big old famous YouTuber or whatever. But uh, <laughs> I was like, you know, being someone who subscribed to him for, you know, better part of a year, you know, I've been watching like everything that he comes out with and everything. I'm not like a, I'm not what you would call a fan, like a typical fan. Like, I don't like worship anyone or anything like that, but like, <laughs> I, I watch his stuff and I think they're, it's good. And I'm like, yeah, right. I keep up with them. So it's like, I've gotten a sense of what his personality is like and, you know, who he is. So it's like when meeting him, I had a pretty fair assumption of how that would go. Sure. And, but the funny thing is he, he really, other than like a few interactions on discord really doesn't know anything about me. So he could be meeting anyone and like, it's just, it's, it's a funny thing where you know a lot about someone in comparison to them and you're hanging out with them and you're like, oh yeah, this, that, I, I know your life and they had known nothing about you. Right. It's just a, a kind of a bizarre thing. So did you guys have a lot of camaraderie? Like, did you get to talk about the way you film each video and like how you like each of your work ethics? Like what, what would, what did you guys speak to about? a degree? Yeah. It kind of, it jumped around a little bit. Uh, like, honestly, we ended up talking probably more than him just about, you know, stuff that we're working on, I think. And just about, like, you know, the common struggles of underappreciated work and sure. people expecting things for free. And it's like, I do seem to work a lot uh, for sometimes very little in return or nothing in return. <laughs> and it's like, it's getting a little old, especially when you know 
sure those not. bills come flying in. Oh, my word. Yeah, absolutely. That's like, you know, I just moved into this apartment probably in the beginning of the summer. So probably... your, your video froze up. Oh, it did? Yeah, it was, it's been frozen for a little bit, and I was wondering if it would come back. And it hasn't. <laughs> oh, no. It might be just you because I, I can I can see everything fine. Yeah. All right. Let me see if I. Okay. Yeah. I just grabbed the box and moved it and they came back. Oh, no. <laughs> Weird. All right. No, but what I was saying is that like when I moved into this apartment back in June, that was the number one thing with me. I was like, am I going to be able to pay for this thing? Am I really going to be able to manifest what I need to do to take care of myself? It's like because for those who don't know. I lived in my grandmother's house for the last six years when I moved out right around 19. And, you know, to sort of shoot from the hip and try to figure out what I needed to do to take care of myself now that I'm not paying a reduced rent is a very, very difficult thing. But, you know, over the years, and I'm sure that Micah will agree, finding a budget and finding something that you can stick to is very, very needed when you uh, when you try to go out on your own, especially if you're trying to do stuff that's creative, if you're trying to do stuff that, you know, is uh, clever. It's not always about spending all gobs amount of money. It's about finding something that works for you, and it may not necessarily cost a lot. So it's like there's a lot of avenues when it comes to making videos and when it comes to, you know, doing a podcast especially because you have a lot of freedom. I hope I'm right, right in saying that. You know, I could just be talking out of my onion here, but I. Really you know, like I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not always the best example when it comes to that stuff. A lot of times, I just <laughs> shoot from the hip and hope it works. And sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> have so, you been? Uh, you know, I I know that I haven't seen a video from you in a little bit, but like, do you have anything planned coming out that you? Yeah, talk yeah about? I've been I've been working on stuff. It's just then other things come and take precedence. Uh, right. It's kind of a, it's like it's it's i don't know if ironic is the word but it's like youtube has always been like the end goal of like where i want to be um because that that's been so surprisingly enough more reliable like payment wise sure i have way more consistent pay come out of youtube than anything else and when like work suddenly dries up it it, it's terrible so it's like i've been chasing after like the the immediate work which is needed because youtube takes you know time to get paid and then the the, the bills are now <laughs> so it's like i've been chasing after different clients and everything trying to like you know pull teeth to get work and it's been tough and so it's like i haven't been paying as much time towards youtube like i needed to but i've also committed myself to making better quality work sure uh, so it's taking more time instead of just like pooping out, you know, bad videos. And I mean, it's been paying off like the last few that I've posted, uh, except for one. But that's for specific reasons. Like the last few I've posted have done very well on YouTube view wise because I really put a lot of time and care into them to make sure that they were, uh, you know, good. And they've, they've done well uh, because of it. Like the... The camera phone uh, review I did, it's like 25,000 views. And I'm, I posted that in mid-April, I think. But I've, I've at the same time, I only got 3,600 subscribers. So it's like, that's still pretty good. Uh, then the game streaming video, I worked on that one for a good while. That one is, I think it's close to 6,000 views. And that one was like a month later that one was in may i think oh. uh then i did a projector review which i think was my last one and that one, I that one since it's a specific model uh it's gotten it, it's well received for the people who searched for it but since it's a very specific projector um it's only the people who've been looking for it that find it <laughs> so <laughs> but that's okay so i got a question for you actually about the algorithms when it comes to what gets views and and what sure. doesn't because i you know i've been doing some research on this but i wanted to ask you specifically because there's mixed mixed feelings on a lot of it 
because you're very versed in, you know, in, in what actually looks good and what doesn't. You know, a lot of these sure. platforms, you know, whether it's Snapchat or Instagram, they do a lot of these things that are called reels and shorts and stuff yeah. like that. When it comes to that and what separates it from videos, what is actually going to get views and not get them? Because as you said, some people are looking for things that are specific and some people are just looking for content that's quick. You know, what exactly is it that makes the shorts and reels and something so desirable? Um, it's because it gets seen quicker. It's really, that's what it is. So if you plop yourself down and watch a YouTube video, like you're, you're planning to watch it for at least it's in like the majority of it. If it's good, that is, if it's a bad video, of course you, you click away or whatever, but like, if it's my videos, no, well, I, I don't think like yours are, gas. no, no, you, you, you just got to do some more optimizing of, uh, you got to get it more findable. I think that's, that's the issue you've been finding. I wish I knew how to find what was findable. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute, but uh, yeah, it's, it's tricky. I don't think the YouTube shorts, I don't think it has as much of a future as they think they, they hopped onto the bandwagon because they thought that that's what they have to do, mm -hmm. but it's, YouTube isn't designed for that. Like when you go into YouTube, you're planning on longer content videos. And it's the same reason that IGTV hasn't worked well on Instagram because you're not going on there for longer content, uh, you know, uh, media. It's just not what it's for, but reels and Instagram, because Instagram, it's like you're, you're trained to, you know, like scroll, like that's what you're doing. So your, your brain expects to be there for a short period of time. Whereas YouTube, you're trained to be there for a longer period of time. Uh, so and so where reels and TikToks and all that stuff, like why they're successful is because you can get them watched in their entirety in like 15 seconds, right? like 15 seconds to a minute. So what would take you, you know, five, 10 minutes to watch a video on YouTube, you could have consumed like a hundred TikToks. So, and sometimes people just plop on the couch and they're watching, scrolling through TikTok. So they, you can watch more of it. And so it gives you more of a chance to get seen because people are scrolling through it faster. Sure. So if they like it and they share it, and that's kind of the thing you do on there. I think TikToks get shared more than YouTube videos, at least Absolutely. In shorter spans of time. Uh, like my wife sends me like 20 a day. So. <laughs> Like, oh, no, I got to catch up. Is uh, sharing, like, does sharing it make it more accessible or more attractive to the eye? And, like, as far as, you know, whoever's watching Are you talking about algorithmically? Are you talking about algorithmically? Yes. Yeah, so um, they they all these platforms like rate the levels of engagement that these videos get. So if you like it, that's, you know, let's call it two points. I don't know what their actual point system is. Hmm. If it's shared, then it's like five points. Like if someone went out of their way to share it, Oh boy, that's even better. So like if it's shared, then they say, okay, then someone wants other people to see it. So it must be better. So getting people to share stuff, that's why, you know, they, they do it that way. And YouTube works the same way. They almost all do. Instagram, too. Share content just gets better. Some think that if you just hit the share button and then, like, leave it, that still counts. Uh, <laughs> jury's still out on that one. But, like, yeah, liking it, sharing it, uh, following the person, those are all, like, you know, check boxes of Boosters. and commenting too. I don't want to forget that one. I don't know where commenting ranks. I know it is important. I think commenting is more important than even liking it. Um, as far as like how they rank, because the engagement, just like they know that you're taking more time to do certain things. It doesn't take anything to like something, but right. YouTube works the same way. Instagram works the same way. It's all about engagement. So the more people engage with your work, the, the better. So, yeah, just kind of works that way. And the funny thing too, depending on what type of stuff you do, you can use other platforms as your springboard. 
So some people are just really good at Instagram. So they use Instagram to levitate, you know, their TikTok or their YouTube or right. well, leverage is the word. Um, I've seen there was one guy that uh, started YouTube around the same time as me. And for a little while, I had like a lead over him. And like we were part of like this like Facebook group to like for small YouTubers only. It was like to help each other out and everything. Right. And I saw his stuff and I knew that he had like the tenacity needed and he had a, he had personality. It was a little cringe, but he had personality. And uh, I, I, I had a feeling he was going to go somewhere. I just wanted to like it was like my own challenge to myself just to stay ahead of him a little bit. <laughs> uh, it didn't work because uh, he he made a few like kind of cringy meme YouTube videos that did pretty good. But what really got him going is when he did TikToks, uh, like the, the short humor and like, he really got into like uh claw machine type stuff, like winning prizes and everything. Kids love the crap out of that. Mm. And like opening uh, like, the surprise toy things or whatever right. he now has almost 2 million subscribers on YouTube. Oh my gosh. Like he blew up and he used TikTok as his springboard. Wow. Like he, he wouldn't have been there as fast if it wasn't for TikTok. on TikTok, He has about 5 million uh, followers. Oh my goodness. Like the dude blew up and it's insane. Like how funny, how it's there. It's all it takes is one video to really, skyrocket you into this thing that you never even knew you could do. Yeah. Like I remember, you know, I was in Florida or whatever and uh at our house there's a Miller Light sign. It's it's a neon sign. And so we had Miller Light in the fridge or whatever. So I just made this little I don't know, like a little short. I didn't even know I was making a short. It kind of just put it in that category and I got like over 500 something views on it. And I was like, that's weird. I've never gotten that many views on a, on a little video like that before. But it was just like a little montage of, of stuff like that. So it's like you never really know what is going to work out and what doesn't. It's like what's popular, what's not popular. It's like something that you think could be completely stupid could be astronomical. You could put a whole bunch of work into one thing <laughs> and then no one ever sees it. And it means nothing. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> but yeah, like I made... What what else did I do? I think I put that and whereas I put that video on Instagram, and I got over twelve hundred views. So yep. it's like it's so funny on what videos work on what platforms, you know how many people are going to see it. It's it's a very very interesting business that you know you and I are kind of a part of as far as that whole situation goes. Tricky business. Very tricky. Very, very tricky. So, you know, when you work on something, what is your process as far as, like, do you think about that sort of uh, mentality where it comes to, like, is this going to get this many views or is it just because you want to do something creative? Sometimes. Um, yeah, like, sometimes I make a video just to make it. Like, either it got me something for free or I just wanted to make it, you know, like sometimes I'm like, eh, we'll see. Like so you, being consistent is kind of important. And sometimes it helps you to push stuff out. Sometimes I make something with the intention, like, yeah, this, this is going to be a big one. This one's important. And sometimes they do better than I think sometimes they don't. So, uh, and it's tricky because it's like, it still has the potential, like, you know, some stuff you put out, like, Maybe just not the right amount of people saw it all at once. That's that happens, and then it doesn't get seen. So YouTube doesn't think it's worthy, so it buries it. Right. And that's just sometimes how it is. Sometimes it's just the timing. And it's so different from like, you know, there's a story about Andrew Dice Clay where he played to the country when he did his Rodney Dangerfield special. Like he went out. And nobody knew who he was, but he put out this full page in Variety, and the next thing you know, he did his special, and he was the biggest comic in the world the next day. So it's like, it's so unbelievable that, you know, 
you never know what's going to it's it's just like fads you know you never know what's going to be popular one yeah. day to the next silly bands you know it, it's like yeah silly bands exactly uh some of that should have been spinners. popular but yeah you know it, it's like we you just you never really know clorox <laughs> tie pods <laughs> that was huge for a while <laughs> That one was very unintentional. I still take those. I don't know why people ever stopped doing it. It adjusts my personality to where I can be around people. It's actually helped me a great deal. So I feel bad for you all who actually. Nothing gets me more fired up in the morning than a good old type on. That's right. Uh, you know, he <laughs> trims your nose hairs when you don't want to do it. <laughs> Just. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I get the appeal. Have you ever held one? <clears throat> Dude, it's like holding a little baby bear. You just don't want to let go. It's like, I, I get the appeal. I, want, I, I understand wanting to put that in my mouth. Just bite down real hard. No, I got, uh, so I got a few ideas coming up and a few videos that I'm planning on doing. Uh, I have a show on the 5th of September, which if you're listening to this show right now, my show uh, on the 5th of August got canceled at the beginning of the month because of the weather. So if you missed that show, I apologize. Um, and this next show that I have is a private party, so I can't invite anybody to it, unfortunately, but I am trying something very, very new and we will be filming it, hopefully. Mm -hmm. So that is the next sort of project and the next thing that will be a preview to this documentary that I'm doing and it will be up on my YouTube, hopefully as soon as possible after. How's that doc going? Well, you know, obviously, you know that we started filming but cal's slowly but surely working on moving here eventually and so he's kind of in the process of coming up to new hampshire where is he now he's in new york oh that's right that's right yeah because he was uh kind of close to albany right right so he's he's in the country right around there and um he's slowly but surely trying to make the move over here and then once he gets here, we'll be able to do a lot more filming since a lot of the story is based here. So um, once he gets here, we'll be doing some of that. But we have a lot of plans in the works. You know, I I have some music that I'm working on, artists that are going to be coming in to help out with it that have been involved with me since day one. Um, you know, I, I just have a lot of things that I'm working on as we speak. So music that I've never even thought that I would be writing as far as right now, you know, it's like, it's hard to believe that we were just those kids in Rutland. You know what I'm saying? It's like my, and Micah was there. My, he knows he's like, he, everyone starts out as a kid in Rutland. Dude. It's, it's so funny that even after all these years, we still have these conversations and uh, we still talk about the old days, and this is exactly we're, we're so big now. And yeah, I know, and it's like, it, but it all it all started there, you know, and and, and it all stemmed from uh, from that little story, and we've already started filming in Rutland, so, but I think we're gonna try to go back and and tell a little bit more of the story because I think Cal wants to sort of develop more of his uh, videography skills and um and stuff like that because he really is trying to go big with his company. Sure. So, and I like I told everybody from the beginning, I didn't even want to do this project because I don't want to do any project about me. But if I can help him, that's too uh, bad. <laughs> but if I can help him, that's kind of the main idea. Yeah. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can figure it out. And that's just sort of where I'm at right now. Other than that, I'm just uh, I'm doing my two jobs, trying to pay for this apartment. <laughs> that's all I'm trying to do. Are you going to give us an apartment tour? Now? No. <laughs> maybe for maybe the when the doc comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I'm, I'm making a movie, too. Are you really? I, I decided, yeah. Are you doing that movie in one day thing like you were telling me about? Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to... It's probably going to take me about a year for the proper one. Gotcha. But I got, I got down to thinking, like, you know, what's stopping me? Nothing. Why not? Nothing. I I have pretty much everything I need, so right. Which is like, let's do it. So I I got to thinking of what that would look like, and I'm not going to spoil. I don't want I don't want to jinx it. 
Uh, so I'm not going to spoil much about it, but I did a ton of research about how to get, you know, a film published, like, because it's, it's such a cloak and dagger thing. Like, you know, <laughs> how does, how does movie, how does movie get seen? You know, cause like YouTube's easy to understand. You just, just hit upload. But like, what does it take to get on Netflix? What does it take to get on Amazon prime? What does it take to get on Hulu? That kind of thing theaters are a whole different story like right but because you know they the the pretty much every theater except for very small like privately owned ones like most of like amc and uh i'm trying to think of other cineplex type thing uh they're all owned by imax you know uh studios you know they're 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 all in cahoots so right, they have uh, contracts and stuff yeah so it's like you know if if someone didn't publish it you know probably not going to see it. even like indie movies they have to go through a festival they yeah they have to festival. go through a festival and they have to get like bought by something i i think it was uh like napoleon dynamite for instance he went through a film festival and i think it was mtv that uh ended up publishing it um, and then even like uh, Nacho Libre was published by Nickelodeon. It was like super random. Yeah, like, absolutely. Who, who are these companies, you know? So <laughs> so then I was like, okay, so what if I make a movie? And like, okay, I understand the concept of the film festival, but like, what if I just want to approach like a company? Like how, how does it, how, how does one Netflix? Well, it turns out Netflix only, uh, well, I guess before that there's, Two things you need you need an aggregator and a um distributor and uh one of them acts sometimes they act as both parties uh and sometimes they're they're separate so one of them the distributor will actually like take your media put it onto blu-rays uh, they'll send it to streaming companies, that kind of thing. Um, they'll, they'll get the, the prints set up for the sleeves of the Blu-ray. They'll have, they'll like handle like the closed captioning, the DVD menus, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, the aggregator acts as like a middleman, uh, between things like Netflix and everything. So they're, they're the ones because like, you could email Netflix and be like, here's my movie, please watch. You, they'll never look at it. Like, right. that's not what they do. Like, they'd be bombarded with a bunch of terrible films every day. Right, you have to go so, through a, a certain amount of people to, to get through. There is a middleman, the aggregator. They're a company that kind of weeds through all that stuff. And Netflix used to have, like, three that they would go through. Apparently, now they only have one. So Seriously? you have to go through, like, one aggregator and there's not many you know in the industry there's not many of these guys uh so they'll go through one and they'll look at the stuff and they'll be like oh, yes netflix would be interested in this and then they send it over to netflix um if if you're trying to pitch a film to netflix you have to know like all the right people it's basically impossible unless you're like a decorated you know producer like then then you're never gonna see them so i was just like okay so netflix is impossible so we're not doing netflix uh but uh there's some that are smaller now there's a company i'm trying to remember the name of them um you do have yeah and, uh, like i you know not to cut you off but you do have those smaller companies like CISO and peacock you know a lot of these companies that are coming up are charging yeah peacock's not small because that's nbc it's huge now yeah but well nbc before? made it the peacock is the the emblem of nbc it is now it, it from the beginning that's what it was that's it was made by nbc no kidding okay i always thought that it was sort of undermining netflix when it came to its prices it is but that's that's just nbc catching up oh because okay. nbc obviously is a major network they've been one of the three major networks since you know the beginning of television forever there was yeah. cbs abc and nbc those were the the top dogs. PBS was public, government owned. You know what, Michael? Or... Here's the difference between something like the NBC networks, the ABCs, and all those huge companies. They are out of ideas. They do not have the writers 
nor the uh, the boundaries that these other companies have. You know, Netflix can put out a special from a comic, and you know it'll make a certain amount of money. It'll get all these views. It'll get whatever it needs to get. That would be infinitely beyond what NBC will get. And here's yeah. why: it's because NBC will not go the distance when it comes to, you know, what is okay and what's not. You know, they have certain credentials that they have to follow. Netflix does not have all those credentials. They can yeah. just sort of have free reign. And so what I think is needed, especially for YouTube, look at Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan doesn't need a platform. He has his own platform on YouTube. He gets 7 million downloads you know, per whatever episode it is. And I'm not saying that Ed, that's every episode, but... Did he go exclusive with, like, Spotify recently? He is or now, yes. Yeah. But I'm, I'm talking about, like, before, when he was just on his own. It's like... Yeah. And he did that without any contract, without any producers. You know, he just... He hired just a couple people with some cameras, and now look where he is. Yeah. So it's like that's the difference between these big companies, these smaller companies, and that if you're independent. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. Like, now, and I think YouTube was the biggest contributor to that because uh, sure. it just got so huge. But it's like, yeah, independent people uh, can go way further now. And yeah. Netflix was really good about being ahead of the game. And they, I mean, they, they tried to get bought by Blockbuster, and Blockbuster right. said, they said no. no, thank you. And now there's and only one left. Daisy. Oopsie daisy. We talked about that. Yeah, we have talked about that before. Yeah, yeah so it's like independent stuff is, is <laughs> definitely becoming more and more popular, especially because the quality is up there. Before, it used to be all the money was in, you know, network TV and film studios. And I mean, there's still a lot of money there, you know, especially for film studios, but uh, now people are, are capable of producing really high quality stuff. And I think where it's made the biggest difference is there's been more meaningful stories that have been produced, like much more creative ideas out of, you know, people that were like, we're just going to make our own story and we're going to throw out, you know, tradition and rules, because a lot of times, you know, when it comes to big time producers, they're like, they, they always have to weigh risks, you know, like, are people going to care that this actor is in the movie? Are people going to uh, not watch it unless it has 10% of kissing? Is it going to, uh, if it's not going to end this way, are people going to walk out of theater? So they like control all these things. They limit creativeness. And they say, you can't do this. You can't do that. You have to do this. And then we get a bunch of cookie cutter movies. Well, now it's like I've seen more and more creative stuff come out because people are able to, you know, go by their own rules and stuff because, you know, they don't have those limitations anymore. Right. I mean, look at Peter McKinnon. You know, it's like we talked about this before, but, you know, his film ethic is like, just the quality that comes out, you know, you see some of his shots on Instagram sometimes and it's like, how did you even get that? Like, how did you get that out of this? You know, it's like you take a picture of a twig in a soda can, you know, you can make something that looks terrible, look really kind of clever and, you know, the, make it mean whatever it means to somebody. But it's like, and now, especially with his Angels and Airwaves documentary coming out, it's like it's going to be really... Whenever that comes out. It will. They they actually, he just dropped some news on it uh, not too long ago. Yeah, you start filming again finally. Right. So, you know, when that comes out, it's going to be really, really interesting to see the story that's told through his eyes. Yeah. It really, really is. And I'm excited for it. I know a ton of other people are excited for it. I'm not excited for the October show because I have a feeling it's inevitably going to get canceled and then I'm going to get triggered and I'm going to have to shut everything down and completely retire. It's over. Don't ask me questions. Don't send me postcards. Drop I don't want to see your homing lines. pigeon at my window. I'll shoot him immediately. Get him away from me, okay? Just leave me alone. Gosh. It better not. not you're not emotionally invested in this at all. Not at all. Don't even, don't even trip. It's okay. <laughs> but, no, uh... 
I, I am certainly excited to see uh, to see what he does for it. Get out of here. Okay. <laughs> Dude. Uh, hey, I don't know if you heard, but there's a storm coming. <laughs> there's a storm coming up here. I don't know what it's called, but everyone's supposed to stay inside. So just, just in case oh. anyone is local in the New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New... Uh, you know, New York area, there is a storm coming. So everyone go to the grocery store, get what you need and then stay inside. Cause tomorrow it's all the bread and milk, right? Yeah. I get the bread. all the bread and milk, get all the bread and milk. You need things are, why do people milk. suddenly crave bread and milk specifically whenever there's a storm? I don't know, man. <laughs> every time I used to, I used to clean grocery stores and oh, every time there was like any snowstorm, the bread aisle and the milk aisle completely empty. Empty. Nothing else was touched. Empty. Bread and milk gone. Gone. It's like, are you just soaking your bread and your milk? Just, dude, that's what's happening. They're they're all making French toast. Okay. <laughs> Storm rations, French toast. <laughs> right. Mm. I, I I made uh, some really good French toast like two weeks ago. Dude, I could eat some French toast right now. That's how hungry it's really I good. am. No, but um, it's. It's interesting, Micah, how, like, to continuously come up with ideas and something that makes sense to you and that's creative, it's interesting that that's sort of the hierarchy when it comes to our desires, how, you know, social media has sort of become this mountain that we all need to climb and that we all need to sort of prove to everybody that this is what we want to do and this is why we're doing it. You know, it's like it, it's gone are the days where you could go somewhere and people are talking about it. Like when Wilt Chamberlain got, you know, the 150 points or whatever ungodly number it was, it's like there were four cameras, five cameras for that one channel on TV and he held, you know, the paper that said this is this is the number I got. And now it's like there's cameras everywhere and you don't have to prove yourself. It's sort of like, this is my work, and this is what... 50 people already tweeted about it in the two right. seconds after your feet exactly. touched the ground. Exactly. You know, and it's just funny how we've grown to such an age where everyone knows what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And then... Twitter's one I don't fully understand. I don't know what to do with Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter's so I understand YouTube just fine now, but Twitter, I don't know what to do with Twitter, man. I keep talking. I don't want to read you some of my tweets when I was. Oh, in. no. How does one Twitter? Oh, my word, dude. There are so many things that I look at and crack up today. Instagram, I kind of get, but I struggle on Instagram even. It's just, I think on Instagram, you have to be far too regular than I'm able to be. As far as like posting. Oh, okay. So regularity in what you post. Yeah. YouTube's a little more forgiving in that, but Instagram, not so much. It's, you know, it, again, you know, the, the algorithms, as you and I have talked about, it's like, I don't think that anyone can claim to know what works best and what doesn't, unless yeah. you're the person that's actually. Some people are better at it than others. Like, I understand the way Google thinks because they they use a lot of the same stuff they use, you know, as far as like the Google search engine. Like it's all kind of tied into one. Uh, I understand YouTube a lot better, but the other ones, I, I don't know what they want from me. <laughs> <clears throat> so June first, two thousand and fifteen, when I used to work. Oh at, no! When I used to work at the going valley. way back. <laughs> old dumb guy where's the trout bait me top right of the cooler right in front of you old dumb guy where me top right where it says bait <laughs> sounds about right i can't stop it, it, it's just like even back then i did not care it's like okay if you can, if you don't know where the bait is with the sign i can't help you i cannot help you it's like, come on, let's let's get it together, people. <laughs> I, I've had some dumb clients. 
like, I don't know if I told you this story. So I do a lot of real estate photography. One, one client uh, had me come back. They arranged for me to come back. And I'm, because uh, they were saying that the, the photos were off. Like something was wrong with the photos. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, the colors were wrong. I'm like, what do you mean the colors were wrong? First of all, I'm, I, I send them to an editor like the the company that hires me to take the pictures, they do the editing. I just give them the photos at the end of the day. So if there's a color problem, then that's that's on them. Like why I like no no it was the it was the way the photos were taken. I'm sure, and it's like I don't know what you want, but I'll go back. So I drive like over an hour in the rain, uh, pouring rain to get there, and I show up and I'm like. So what's missing? And I think they wanted some extra stuff too, like weird shots, uh, like really weird, not standard, doesn't make sense shots that they wanted taken as well. They just wanted me to come back. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, so what's this this color thing you were talking about? Like what, what's wrong with the color? She's like, yeah, look. And she pulls up the, the, the photos on her phone and shows it to me. And she has the blue light filter on maximum. So it's basically sepia. <laughs> it's just a brown phone and she's like see the colors are all washed out i'm like lady that is your 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 color filter it's on maximum of course they're washed out like that's your phone it has nothing to do with my photo she's like oh well still the photos look dark or whatever still, it's like, your no, fault no, no, even though it's covering. my fault I'm like, I drove an hour in the rain for you to find out that you're stupid. <laughs> uh, and she did. Oh, yeah. She she asked if. She asked if the photos would be glossy this time. We don't give them prints. We give them digital, you know, copies so that they can post online. Right. We've never given anyone a print ever. How old so, are like, these people? What are you talking about glossy? So like, <laughs> yeah, they look glossy on the screen. I'm like, that is the physical properties of your screen. <laughs> if your screen is glossy, then they're going to appear to be we're, glossy. We're, excuse me. Excuse me. Where is but the, like, where's I, the I, sun? I, I, where's I the sun? Expect... I can't see the sun while it's hiding behind the clouds. No, it's not there. <laughs> I, I never expected to deal with someone that stupid. And it's like there's no other way to say it, but like that's, that's just sad. dumb. That is a sad little story right there, my friend. Like that is disturbingly dumb. Like, <laughs> how are you driving? How are you a real gave you a license? <laughs> like you have to go through classes and pass exams to become a realtor. There's a girl. You have to understand some like basic laws. Like there, you have to go through some some things to become a realtor. If you can't even comprehend that your phone is like yeah. There's a girl that I work with and she is 30 and she literally was wondering why like she had to always try to make an appointment to get her license and why it was so tough to get it and she's had to jump all through these hoops or whatever and she's always complaining about it and then the next thing you know she crashes her car in the parking lot like leaves it in drive and his rolls and hits one of the trucks that's a freight truck Why won't anyone let me drive? What do you mean? What do you mean? How do you? Why do you think you can't get a license? What do you think was gonna happen? <laughs> Idiot! It's like, oh my gosh! And that's always the running joke in the morning. Hey, you gonna be able to make it out of the parking lot today? <laughs> like, okay. But anyway, yeah. So um, now I'm interested to see where YouTube's gonna go, especially like you and I have spoken about. It's got TV now and. You know, they also have reels and and now it's like it's becoming sort of a Facebook post era where you can just post a picture and write something on top of it. 
have you seen that lately? Like where you'd just be in yeah, the middle a of a community feed. post. They've had that for a little bit. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. like if you're trying to like share an update or something. I don't think they're. I think for the big YouTubers, they're useful because sometimes they do like straw polls. Um, but I don't know. They're not used a lot. And you can only see it typically if you're in the app. Like if you're using it on your phone, you have to dig for it you know, if you're using it on desktop, which a lot of people, I mean, honestly, especially now when a lot of people are remote working, they have YouTube on on like a second screen, like just playing while they work. Sure. And they just leave that on. So it's like a lot, most people are still like a lot of people are still watching it, you know, on desktop. So to have a, a feature that's only usable on part of the time, even then, like I'm not just like, scrolling the regular feed right on the phone like i'll just open up subscribers i uh, mean my subscriptions or you know search something i'm not just like browsing the random stuff i don't know <laughs> when you think about like future projects you know is there besides maybe making a film or you know, I, I know you and I have talked about doing a project together about maybe possibly doing a podcast tutorial about why, you know, that this podcast works or doesn't work. You know, is there anything else that you would aspire to do, like maybe starting your own podcast and trying to let people know how to how to do YouTube, maybe, and how to get started? Yeah, I've, I mean, I've played with the idea of a podcast. I actually technically filmed my first one last night. And, and wasn't, I wasn't invited. That is ridiculous. Excuse it me. It wasn't planned. <laughs> um, Ladies and gentlemen of the court, where was my invitation? <laughs> so, yeah, it was kind of like a last minute thing to sure. check out a creator space that uh, someone I know owns. And I was supposed to kind of like check it out, see how it is. And I met up with another friend that I... I loosely do work with um through the same company mm. and like we met up and it just like turned into like hey we let's let's film something in this space see how it feels ended up being like an hour and a half long podcast sure <laughs> like whoopsie daisy uh because we were just talking about camera stuff and you know like what it takes to start because he just started a youtube channel uh and like which is time because he's he's in the creative space and it's like it's becoming easier and easier to start youtube at a higher quality like if you look at all these like you know pro youtubers now their first stuff most of the time was trash garbage but like but now a lot of people's first videos are pretty decent you know like in comparison so yeah, absolutely. we're talking about a little bit about that what it takes to get going and how accessible it is now hmm. Yeah. And it just kind of boils down to skill and talent, whether or not, you know, it's actually going to be good. That's what now... I do appreciate about YouTube. One thing in particular is, you know, a lot of the freedom that it has, you know, I have I have a car that I'm going to be selling soon. And, you know, a lot of these platforms now are charging you to put up this an advertisement. And to Craigslist to sell it to Craigslist is yeah probably the main one, and I like YouTube because it's like whatever content you're putting out, even if it is bad, you can put it out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, and to have those experiences and learn from them is very very important. Like I look at some of my early videos, and as you said, you know they're not as stellar as you could have had them or wanted them to be, but that's how you learn and that's how you develop your channel. Sure. You know, like I didn't think in a million years that I was going to be doing a podcast and putting it up on YouTube. Hour long videos, hour and a half long videos as you were talking about. It's like that was never in my in my vision. I just thought that I was going to put up like concerts and, you know, different songs that I had, which I still do. But I like to add different flavors to my shows and I'm glad that I am able to do that. You know, add different flavors to the channel. It doesn't have to be just one selected specific thing. It could just be whatever it is that you want it to be. And all, all your all your guests are exact carbon copies of each other. Every single one. 
all my guests are carbon copies of each other. I don't all think the so. Same. Yeah. They're all the same. You, you always pick the same guests. That's because this show is very, very particular when it comes to who I like. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're very picky. You're very picky about no, you know, picky. being let on the show. Well, it's just like, you know what it is, bro? I'll tell you exactly what it is. I look at, like my career as far as music goes and podcasting goes you know I'm not in a band anymore I don't have anything to prove I'm there to satisfy myself with self success if that makes sense it's like I could go out and play to two people I could go out and play to 200 people I'm just there to harness the craft and keep improving you're there for the vibes and if I have to do that with podcasting too, I will. I have you on because you're willing to come on and we can have a conversation. And I can do that with a lot of people, but a lot of people just don't want to do this thing. But I do have, you know, we'll talk off the air, but I do have very, very important guests that are coming on the show very soon. Ooh. So, you know, I'm, I'm continuously trying to manifest this journey and sort of roll it all into one when it comes to uh YouTube when it comes to podcasting when it comes to music when it comes to comedy you know all these all these things are being rolled in together as one you know it's like you can have a you can have a certain flavor of soda every day but you're going to get sick of it eventually so to throw different things in there is what except I except for McDonald's Sprite Absolutely. you can have McDonald's Sprite high all C. day high C high C is finally back in business. Finally. Whoever took that away should be shot and hung, okay? There's no reason in the world why you should take away the most popular flavor of soda, okay? What are you, stupid? Fanta? I don't know if that's the most popular Fanta? flavor of soda. What is wrong with you? Seriously? You're going to be committed to a mental institution. Why would you think that Fanta is more is better than High Z? Are you stupid? Did they change that off the menu at some point? I hope that they take Fanta off. I hope that they do. Okay, I'm sorry. But well, is did that get replaced? No. <laughs> but high C, I, I never... high C is back on the menu. Yes. Oh, and are we talking about McDonald's specifically? Too. I don't know. I, I I always get Sprite. Really? 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 Is that what you're saying? <laughs> It, it, it's the only way I can feel feel anything. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> you never had McDonald's Sprite specifically. Yes, I've McDonald's, had McDonald's. Sprite. It's the same thing. Okay. Oh, it's not. Yes, it, it burns. Dude, it burns so good. Do you good. think that Ray Kroc was like, let's just get regular Sprite? There's horse tranquilizer in there. There's freaking pesticides. Okay. There's everything in there. He didn't just make a billion I, dollar company no, by saying, let's just hire that, this. That's how they get that good burn. That good burn in there. <laughs> Gotta feel something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called sleep. <laughs> oh, wait, why am I tired? Oh, it's because you just put a rock in your stomach. That's why. <laughs> I could use some of that, too. <laughs> oh, my it's God. rough out here, man. <laughs> How, what are the laws like down there as far as, you know, I don't know if you want to get into this at all, but are you allowed to walk around? Without masks and, and stuff like that, or is what what's um, in your area? It's I think it's for a while, yeah. Um, there's some people who were anyway, no matter what. It was like when it was at its worst, uh, more people were wearing masks. Like it took a little bit, but it was a good portion of people wearing masks in stores and everything, and then. Uh, Georgia was actually pretty quick about getting the vaccine rolled out. Hmm. Like I was fully vaccinated in April, like towards the beginning. And, uh, I think some people are still like taking their time getting it, but like we got it pretty early here. So, you know, by the beginning of summer, pretty much, you know, the, most of the people who were going to get it anyway had were vaccinated. So it was pretty much normal like you know people walking around and everything and then uh once the uh once it started getting 
another wave going. Uh, they kind of changed it to like a, by county, although they're not being as strict about it. They're like, we suggest you wear a mask if you're in a high risk area, even if you have been vaccinated. But yeah, I think there's a lot of Georgians who are just plain done with it anyway. Oh, that don't care. It's but... not even them. It's everybody, man. Everybody's sick of it. Nobody sure. wants to talk about it anymore. And, you know, myself included. It's like, I just, I get how serious it is. I understand that people have died. It's just, it's like, there's nobody more than me that wants to just go back to normal. You know, it's so tough for people who, especially who people who are out of a job. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not the same. It's just not the same. You know, yeah. I, I'm an essential worker and I have not gotten essential pay. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, it's a crazy, crazy time. Yeah, so, I mean, delivery, I, delivery services have become more essential than ever. Well, that too, that too. When I was talking about UPS, I don't, I don't know I was talking about, about UPS. UPS <laughs> what? I was talking about UPS mostly, but yeah. 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 Because now people are needing to ship stuff more. But even still, like it, even when things slowed down, I had thought that DoorDash was going to slow down too. But there's still help wanted signs everywhere, Micah. It's yeah. everywhere. It's like nobody wants to go back to work. They're just content just to be like. We're gonna stay home, and that's well, even it. like the 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 pay rise in fast food places alone has been crazy. Skyrocketed. Yeah, like skyrocketed. Uh, I heard in New York, like uh, where I used to live in Rochester, that uh, there was like signs in at Subway, like starting pay at fifteen bucks an hour, like at Subway. Jeez. Yeah. Like, Subway was like bottom of the barrel before. I know there was but like even here. Uh, I saw, yeah, some places, some fast food places, fifteen bucks an hour. I think McDonald's is like eleven at starting pay, but even then, that's still like. I used to do really hard, like physical manual labor, like very tough warehouse work. Right. Like ten bucks an hour. So. <laughs> like, at McDonald's now, there's a sign outside that says six fifty take home a week. Like six hundred fifty? I was like, that's very uh <laughs> presumptuous and obvious and very uh open as far <laughs> as like what you're actually gonna make. Like they're that desperate that they're like, We're gonna tell you what you're gonna make and take home. <laughs> rather than just be like is that, if you want by to that do you mean after taxes is or that, uh, is that really true <laughs> or is this what um, you're uh, that's that's a that's a good amount there it's crazy man it is uh, crazy. they're like you have to work 80 hours but <laughs> nobody wants to work anymore dog it's like it's it's it hasn't become it hasn't become a uh like a movement for them it's become like yeah, we can just stay home and collect, and that's all we gotta do. Yeah, I've never, I've never been of that mentality. Me neither. Me neither. I, I want to work, and I, I very much wanted to work. I just uh, don't have people wanting to pay me. <laughs> sometimes that's the thing. It's like it's, it's like when I was when I was in the bands. Uh, like pay me the the wage of two McDonald's employees. Trust me, I'll be <laughs> worth it. I will flip those burgers with vengeance. And it's like. You know, even when I was in the bands, you know, we would rock the house, but it's sometimes it's still never enough. Even if you take the time. You but take you're your doing what you enjoy. So we're really doing you the favor by letting you play. Pretty much. That's their mentality. And it's like, no, we're actually driving and spending gas money and using our own equipment and, you know, our blood, sweat and tears and music that we wrote. And you still don't want to pay us. You still don't want to pay us? How much sense does that make? You know, it's the like, title of this podcast should be called "Where's My Money." <laughs> yeah, seriously. Where is it? How to make money when there's no money to be made? No. But, Where's my money? But uh, now it's it's very very interesting, bro, to see how weak the work ethic has become you know it's yeah. like nobody really wants to do anything anymore so I yeah 
Everyone wants to be an influencer, but they don't even know how much work that takes. Seriously. It's like everybody wants to be famous. It's like, do you have any idea what it takes to even be to not be famous? <laughs> do you know what it takes to exist? <laughs> right. Existing is hard, man. But anyway, we're going to wrap this thing up, my friend. Uh, thank you for coming on. Obviously, again. You are a shining light in my podcast world, and I always oh, appreciate you Stop on. it, you. Stop it. Um, I'm proud of you, for your success, and the things that you do. Thank you for always uh, for always indulging me and chit-chatting. I appreciate you. And go check out his channel. Go check out La Planet Arts, obviously. And um, subscribe. I'm going to be sharing a link in uh, got Got some podcast. good stuff coming this coming week. Oh, excellent. Like, I'm actually finally going to post again. Oh, I have cool. been working on a couple, but they're, they're coming. So definitely be on the lookout for that. He uh, he comes out with videos, what, like a couple of times a month, maybe? It uh, it, it depends. It depends. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> it's been a little bit, but usually if I post, I, I post again shortly after, and then there might be there might be a little break for a while, but you know, you never know. But you if, just never know. But if you do decide to do a, if you do decide to do a podcast, bro, let me know. I will definitely come on and chit chat. Sounds good. And uh, you guys know where you can find me at uh, on YouTube and obviously at Why Are You Laughing on Instagram, Y underscore R underscore U Laughing Podcast. Go write a review. Go rate this show. It helps. It really, really helps. Whether it's negative feedback, positive feedback, you know, at least people know. Um, and then go check out my YouTube at the Clappinator, capital T H E, capital C L A P P A N A T E R. <coughs> we got plenty of videos there for you guys to check out. Now we got a couple shorts. And uh, this has been a Why Are You Laughing podcast, and we are clear.